Mic check, mic check, one, two. Welcome to the Second Half Podcast. We are back with another episode. If you haven't done so yet, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all social media. We are on every platform available. So definitely check in. This episode of the Second Half, I'm excited to have my guy, Jeremy Smith, on. Appreciate you jumping on with me, my guy. For sure, for sure. No problem, man. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, let, let's start it off, man. Like, where did the journey begin? Where are you from? Yeah, um, originally from Southern California, a uh, small city called Chino Hills. Not that small anymore since we got uh, two uh, top three draft picks. You, you got a couple? Um, you got a couple? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple, couple draft picks in the league right now, you know. Uh, kind of put our city on the map a little bit because uh, no one really knew uh, where we were from before. Right. So um, called the Inland Empire. Inland Empire. Uh, oh, never, yeah, never going to not let me know the, the you know, IU I gotta, is I gotta around. Throw it in there. Listen, I'm I gotta throw it in there. That's the IU. <laughs> you know, you know, people call it the little brother to LA, but right. um, I feel like I feel like we got more dudes in the league right now, so I'm feeling good about our. Uh, that is. Listen, all, 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 all right, all I'm, right. I'm not mad there. at that. It's a lot of conversation there with that. You know, I love uh, quality over quantity, but hey, it is what it is. We we got yeah. a few. You know, it's it's like the Chicago Lakers right now, but we ain't going we ain't going to talk too much about that. <laughs> I mean, you guys got legends. I, I'm not even you know got to argue with that. I'm not even argue with that. <laughs> there ain't sure. much I can say. Chicago nah. holds it down. Yeah, man, for sure. Well, you know, obviously, you know, being out in the IE, you know, what was that family dynamic for you growing up? You know, as related to sports and just kind of the environment that you were around. Yeah, uh, growing up, my whole family pretty much played sports. Um, I'm one of three, so I'm the youngest. I uh, got an older brother and an older sister. Uh, they both played basketball. Um, so it was kind of just like what we did. My, my pops played basketball, played football. Um, nice. Like, uncle was big in sports. Uh, he went to the NFL. So, I mean, like, the dynamic of sports was just big in our family. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it started young for me, I think. Started playing around six or seven and then started playing for real around 10. Like, got on my first travel ball uh, team. I didn't really know what it meant. Some dude, I was in a gym. He came up to me and was like, you ready to play some real basketball? I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I thought I was playing real basketball, right. but all right. Right. Um, but no, nah, that that started off like travel ball and playing competitively. Um like playing with those ranked teams and playing against like the better competition. So, nice, nice. Uh, yeah. So they really just yeah, rolled that was it. a big part. Of it. Nice. So that you know, one travel ball. They really just rolled you, rolled the ball out and said, "Hey, get in the gauntlet. We're gonna figure it out." But uh, luckily, you had the support system. It sounded like you had, you know, your other older brother and your older sister, but you had uncles that just kind of helped develop you. Like, what was that uh, dynamic like for you? You know, knowing that they played at the highest levels. What was that like for you just kind of being the youngest out of the group? I mean, it was interesting. Like, it was interesting. My pops used to get us up at like 530 in the morning Sheesh. to go work out to train. And like, we didn't want to get up. He was like, yeah, you don't want it. Never mind. I'm going to the gym. Y'all just stay here. Sleep. Go ahead. Do, do your thing. Uh, you know, why, why do they do that? So, like, I, hey, you man, don't want used it. to be the worst. I was <laughs> like, man, do you know what time it is? Like... But, uh, no, nah, like, it would be me and my brother getting up at 530, just uh, going to the L.A. Fitness. And yeah. we'd be in the gym by ourselves, putting in work. Um, we can never really play one-on-one because we fight. Uh, 
So like that competitive nature, like yeah. it kind of helped out. Uh, Cause uh, I mean, it was interesting coming from the IE, like we wasn't always known or anything like that. So I always played in LA. Okay. Uh, I always had to go out to LA to play on like every travel team I pretty much played with until high school. Yeah. So like just that competitive nature and competition playing with my brother kind of prepared me to go play um, with everyone else. Nice. So, in that competition. Nice. Okay. So then were there, it, obviously basketball was really the focal point. Were there any other sports that they yeah. had you kind of thrown into to, you know, um, or was it really Young, just I was playing, nah, Young, I was playing baseball okay. um, and I was playing soccer. Uh, okay. I was actually about to start playing uh, competitively, like for soccer. I was about to get on the travel team with that. Okay. And uh, my pops was like, you got to pick one. Like, I can't, I can't be taking you everywhere. Right. He was like, I'm going to leave it up to you. Mm-hmm. go ahead and pick what sport you want to play. Right. Uh, I ended up playing basketball um, and he was hyped. He was, he was like, man, I didn't want to push you either way, but yeah. it was going to be tough <laughs> if you wanted to play soccer. <laughs> and, uh, but no, nah, I, I played soccer and I stuck with it. Um, my pops wouldn't let me play football just because okay. he got hurt. Okay. Um, my uncle got hurt. So, like just from the family dynamic, it was like, yeah, until your body developed, which it didn't until college. Right. So <laughs> at that point, I was like, yeah. ain't no point to pick up a different sport. Yeah. So uh, I always wanted to play football, but uh, they wouldn't let me. So gotcha. I stuck with basketball. Nice. It seems like they definitely instilled a bit of discipline, obviously waking you up at five in the morning to to get after something. And yeah, I know. And just kind of created that space. But then additionally, also open your eyes up to other opportunities, which is always great. And I think that you're definitely something we'll kind of get into a little bit later on in, in the conversation. But those are, you know, I love to just point out those keys like early on as you're growing up, that that's something that still kind of continues on in this journey that we have. Uh, it's called life. So uh, continuing on, man, you know, when when was it? Obviously, you said, Dad, I'm playing basketball. When was it that you like truly fell in love with the game, though? Um... I really don't know when I truly fell in love with the game. Like, I think that's a hard question because it was something I always had to do. Yeah. Like, um, I'd say in junior high, at that age, basketball became a business. Mm. Like, and so you and, got that early. I got, yeah, it got like you. You got open. Like, it opened my eyes to the the corrupt side of the game. <laughs> like, Nah, for it's, real. It's like it was like it. if you play well, we had a van of gear coming the next day. Yep. Like you know what I mean? Yep. Like I was I was playing on the top Nike team, I was playing on the Adidas team. So when we played well, it was like the shipments was right. coming in. So I, I quickly realized yep. you produce <laughs> and you get a lot. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Like we was going to tournaments, people was getting I mean, we good, but people was getting cash, type of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we was getting paid for it. So, at that age, I was like, oh, like, you really got to play. And you started feeling the pressures from everywhere else. Like, nah, you got to, you know what I mean? You got to perform. Like, if I'm going to this tournament, it was free for me. It was free for my pops. It was free for, you know what I mean? So, now you exposing people to different like lifestyles Absolutely. and a lot of my teammates like being from the LA part like you know, I'm I'm playing with everybody from the hood so it's like <laughs> you taking them out the hood and you getting into this like we going to Florida we going to other like you know what I mean and it's, we staying yep. at the best hotels yep. and 
we flying nice and we eating food free. Don't even worry about it. Right. Like you can get in food at practice. God, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, y'all hungry? Let's go to this restaurant after practice. Yep. And so it was just exposing me to a lot. So yeah. I didn't. I didn't really feel like it was an option not to play at some point. Right. And uh, I don't think, for me personally, I don't think I really knew I fell in love with it until the days when I couldn't play it. Right. And that's when it was like, After okay, like I actually do love this game because I can't play this game. So right. I would say that's the big part. I got you. Now, you know, that's something that's unique that you don't really hear of like early on catching it in the business of sports and let's be real we know everything that's going on especially yeah, now that we've yeah, been removed yeah. it's been happening since before time you know what i mean but you really you understand it too because you know some families who are well off they see bright lights and they're like i gotta play with this team or you know the ones that you know come from the hood and hey i gotta eat i gotta survive i gotta figure this thing out so you know, we got to go out and go do what we got to do. We got to win games because I need shoes. And not only my shoes are going to me, but he's going to my brother and my sister. Everybody. And yeah. <laughs> the, the hood gets taken care of based off of your production, your team's production. So I get it. And I think that that's, that's a valuable learning that I'm hearing from you that I love, you know, because that's the real that, that I don't think not everybody gets to uh, tap into. Um, no, that's, man, that's mind opening that we having that conversation you know uh so then obviously you're playing with the best of the best when did you know that you know that you had game like that you was you could compete um, with you know everyone out there I, I knew in junior high um I mean my problem uh my problem was consistency uh, like straight up like I'd had the best game in the world and then do nothing the next game, and people would be like, "What is wrong with this dude?" Like, yeah, like I don't know if you heard. So we had like the Adidas Double Pump Camp, okay, uh, back in Cali. So I'm playing in that camp, killing it. All the ABC dudes uh, come back. You know, they come a little couple days late, killing them. I get to the championship game, and people are like, "Yo, who is this kid?" Because mm. like, who is he? We in a little championship all star game, or whatever. And uh, disappear. Wow. Like, <laughs> just. like, ain't doing nothing. Like, ain't scoring, ain't doing, I'm just out there. You know what I mean? And people was like, what happened? Right. To, like, we put them in the, the all-star game and disappear. Yeah. But, and it was continuous. It was consistent. Like, I was consistently inconsistent. Mm. Right? I got you. And uh, so, I mean, like, I always say I was the coldest practice player you ever seen. <laughs> or... I may only have eight, but it's the coldest it's eight the coldest points you're gonna get, huh? like, <laughs> A few bangouts, a couple it, lives, a couple jumpers. Like, yeah, like, it was, it was all of that. But, like, I mean, I think the problem was I'd have, call it 14, 16, and then I'd go do the same thing against the weakest team out there. And yeah. people would why aren't you destroying them mm-hmm. and then playing like you play over here? So, I, got you. I mean, I, I knew I could hoop. Um yeah, I, I say I knew I could hoop young, but yeah. it was just uh, what turned it on, what turned it off. I ain't really – at this age, I understand it now, the right. mental side of the game yeah. of, like, how to turn it on, how to go hard, how to get buckets, all that kind of stuff. Growing up as a kid, I just – it ain't 
click. It didn't click. It didn't click. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to go next of just like understanding that mental aspect, which you definitely just hit on it because that's something that I think a lot of these kids now growing up, they, they, they're missing or they're still trying to figure out themselves with the mental aspect of the game, how to put it together on the floor, how to deal with pressures, how to not only just the pressure on the court, but also the pressure out off the court at home in the hood, walking across, you know, these lines of community members, shall I say, you know, the gangs, all of those different things you have to deal yeah. with, you know, that unfortunately these kids have to deal with at such a young, young age, but you know, that's just kind of the space that we've all been, been in for a while. So good to know you was that dude, the best practice player in the world, <laughs> uh, so then obviously recruiting comes a big part of that and you know Cali yeah. i.e. obviously you guys have a plethora of schools that I'm sure what was that like for you yeah um, the other part of my game like I didn't get along with my high school coach so <laughs> it was uh, I think we were six or seven games into the season he told me I'll never start another game oh wow and I was like, sheesh. But he do things where um, I wouldn't start, but i play 95% of the game. Because when we play the best team, I'm running point and I'm playing all game. Right. We play the worst team, I was getting in two minutes left in the game. So it was that, mind, that, that mental aspect yep. that was killing me too from the high school uh, portion, like, um, I remember it was after practice and he gave us a whole speech and then he was like, some of you guys are getting recruited, but I can't trust in what you're doing. So we're not going to talk about it and this, that, and the other. And then, you know, he dismisses us and everything. He's like, Jeremy, can you stay behind? I was okay. like, yeah, let's play. what's up, coach? He was like, I was talking about you. I had a school call me for you yesterday, but I'm not going to call them back because I have nothing good to say about you. I was like, jeez, like wow. nothing? Like there's not one like, you thing ain't got you nothing. <laughs> so um, that was part of it. Um, I was still playing travel ball, so I was getting some looks from that side. Okay. Um, going into my senior year, I didn't really have any, uh, like, guarantees. Um, so I was going into the summer. Um, and I had a couple big tournaments, like all the Vegas tournaments like that. Yep. So I had a couple D1s coming to look at me. I ended up getting mono, and I had the, like, a oh, wow. rare case of mono, which, like, my throat expanded. Like, oh, they wow. was basically like, when I got to the hospital, they was like, if you would have waited another hour, you would have died. Oh, wow. Like, because your throat was closing. Yeah. So, like, I was in the hospital for, like, two, three weeks. <clears throat> I didn't eat for, like, two, three weeks. So, I mean... I was going from windmilling under the legs. When I came back, I could barely dunk. Oh, wow. And, like, that athleticism was so much of a big part of my game. Yeah. And I probably came back about a month before I was supposed to go to the tournament. Okay. And I'm in practice, and I wasn't even, like, clear to play yet, but I'm in practice, and we doing a three-man weave, and it's like, you know, this little bang-outs, you know, like, I was barely getting up there yeah. and people were looking at me like, stop playing, man. Like, come on. Like what you like, stop playing. And I laughed it off. But in my head, I was like, I really can't jump yeah. no more. Like, yeah. Yeah. like I was so weak from being in the hospital and being sick. Mm -hmm. So I ended up, my parents ain't let me go to the tournament. So okay. it was like, you're not like, 
you you can't play. Right. Like, so that threw off some D ones that I had okay. um looking at me. Uh but it was it was like mid major, low level I had like Santa Barbara, um some of the U C schools yeah. and like that. Um and there's a school uh Northern California D two called Sonoma State. Okay. So by the time I like got back and I was able to play, I was playing in one of the summer leagues and they came down to see me. And it's funny, like my brother's always getting on me, but I'm playing in the game. I have two points the whole first half. And my brother's like, You're not getting this guy. Like, you're done. Like, <laughs> <Right>. your <laughs> career's up. You going to a Juco. Like, he's killing me on the side. Right. Like, you might as well go to a Juco. Right. Like, you can try to walk on somewhere. I come back second half, going back to that ins- uh, inconsistency at right. 24 in the second half. <laughs> Just showed up. So, figured it out. I yeah, like, I showed up second, figured it out, showed up, <laughs> like, started cooking. And it was like, oh, yeah, we good. Like, I'm just happy they stayed for both halves. Right, first exactly. <laughs> so <clears throat> I ended up going there because um, I was really, like, the only offer I had left on the table. Okay. So um, I had to make that decision. Um but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting process. Like all my boys had signed. I was the last one. I was just trying to get anything yep. I had. Yep. They offered it and I took it. Um yeah, so it was it was that process for yeah. me. I think the uh the interesting and hard part was just like everyone I was playing with was you know locked in they D1. Right. They was good. Yep. Like <clears throat> we had uh Three of our four starters in high school uh, signed D one before the senior year, mm. um, and I was just the last, the last one. Um, so I mean, I was happy to just get a scholarship, right? But, uh, right. It wasn't necessarily where I felt I should have. Of course, yeah, no. If if for those that know and have seen your inconsistent game when it's on, you're going to get, you're going to get the biz. You know what I mean? But I think that, you know, one is having that ear in the crowd does something. It just gives you that, what you need and saying, you know, you grow up, whether it's your brother, your cousin, I had, a, I'm the only child, but I had cousins who older and yeah. they did the same thing. It was like, Hey dude, you trash right now. Like you got two rebounds, got ten points, but you ain't. It's it's looking real loop right now. So yeah. <laughs> you need to get get your engine going. And next thing you know, box score at the end of the game, you got thirty two and fifteen. You know, or thirty two and ten or something like that. You know. So that's one thing I always love, just having that support system that you just mentioned, which obviously got you going. To obviously, make sure that the school was paid for, which is great. Um, but like you said, you know, you had you were kind of one of those ones that. Happened to be a little bit, not say a late bloomer, just the opportunity came a little bit later and a little different than, you know, than, than yeah. your peers and the people who you play with. Yeah, I, I think that was, you know, it it came so I was happy. I think uh, going back to your mental aspect, like my senior year, I felt like I was playing the best basketball of my life. Yep. Like my bounce had came in on a different level. Yeah. Um, and then, it, I mean, unfortunate, but I ended up getting sick. And that like mental element was like, I really didn't know if I'd be the player I was. I mean, I could shoot, but my game came from, you know, like I I don't feel like someone could stay in front of me. And the bounce I had at that point was like, 
you was also you, not jumping with me. You can't period. meet me at the rim, so yeah, I'll take like, you up with me. But... me once, <laughs> once I get in the key, it was like you couldn't meet me right, up there. So, right. um, and then taking that element from the game, it was almost like starting from scratch. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was happy to get that scholarship, but yeah. it's it's. I mean, basketball for everybody who plays an up-and-down mental game. It really is. And that's the majority of it right there. It's like, yeah, you have the physical aspect of it because some people just got gifted, talented. You you had a 40-inch vertical versus me. I might have had a 38, you know what I mean? Like, it's a yeah. difference, you know what I'm saying? And the speed is there. I'm a big heavy body, so I can, you know, bang and with strong players, but I'm sure out on the wing. Like, that aspect of it is one thing, but – that mental piece, if you are not strong there, if you you got coaches yelling at you and you had a different perspective because you, you and your coach didn't even get along. So. Nah, not at all. <laughs> you know, so with y'all not getting along, you got to deal with that headache. Then you got the family dynamic because they want to see you at your best. And then you got your, your teammates is like, dude, why are you not playing like you need to be playing? So you definitely had yeah. to overcome quite a bit there. Which you know that that's a part of that's a part of life, and that's something that you know you just have to. And these are the cards that you were dealt, and you made the best of it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it continues on, right? Obviously, it doesn't stop there. You 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 finish high school. Now you're off to the races in college. What was that like in that transition from high school to the collegiate game? Um, it was. I mean, I had a. I mean, I went to three different schools uh, after high school. So, I mean, going to Sonoma State was cool. Um, The tough part was in which it didn't make sense to me at the time. In high school, I was always good at math. So, Mm -hmm. in high school, I skipped math classes because I tested out of them. Mm. But when I got to college, they were like, you're missing three units. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, well, when they looked at my transcripts, they're like, you didn't take like these math classes. I was like, well, I tested out of it. So what do you mean? Right. Because I was missing those units, the NCAA wouldn't let me be eligible to oh, play wow. my uh, freshman year. So I had to redshirt. Wow. So, and which was, I mean, it was a D2, but I mean, for, you know, the people that hope know, like the biggest difference is big man, like right. in the D2 game, like the guards are still for the most part to go. go. Yep. And, uh, my uh, my freshman year, I ain't gonna lie. We had two wings that I was like, "You got it, like, <laughs> like you got it." Like, like one I of them just... lefty, nasty jumper bounce. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not beating you out as a." Yeah. I mean, as a like, freshman coming, I in. thought I was nice, but I also knew you, junior, senior, yep. coach already rock with you, and you nice, like not getting it. Right. So I wasn't really tripping when they said I got a red shirt. Um, so it was a good year. Like I think I was a buck seventy okay. at the time. Like I got to lift, I got to get in shape, yep. I got to recover still from my sickness because right. I didn't have it. Um, so that was I was it was good to redshirt in that sense. Um, and then my second year, I came out. I was playing. I was getting. <laughs> I don't know what kind of coaches I was getting, but we was. <laughs> I was rocking out for the first probably six, seven games. Like, you know, you're a D2. You was getting set up to play the D1s. Like, we were playing Berkeley. Of course. Um, We played USF. Uh, We played a couple people. And uh, I was holding my own. I was was good. I was like, oh, yeah, we we good money. Right. Um, 
And then we got to the season, like league, our league, and he started sitting me. Like, and it was inconsistently getting set. So I'm mm. like, dang, we back here. Like, I was player of the week, and then I ain't play. Right, <laughs> like, right. I was like, that don't even make sense. Like, so going through that, um, and at the end of that year, I was like, man, and I'd only had a 75% scholarship. So okay. I was like, I'm not, I'm not working out crazy. And then dealing with this coach for not a, like not getting the full right. scholarship, getting the full, yep. So I was uh, again the business like, coming back in like, to play. Yeah, the business <laughs> coming back in. I was, I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm going to a JUCO. Like I ain't say nothing. Yeah. Like I dipped for the summer. Uh, my teammates kind of knew because they just knew I wasn't feeling the situation. Uh, the thing that kind of made me leave, I was talking with my coach. We were talking about, like, yeah, next year you're going to be the starter. We're going to do this, that, and the other, right? Yep. They had a dude come in, uh, D1 kickback, okay. and come in, just work out with us, uh, just open gym. He could, like, he was all right, but I was like, you ain't about to come in our house. Like, we was going back and forth. Right. And then the next day, we go on a train, lift, whatever. And my coach was like, yeah, so when you come back, when you come off the bench and da 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 and he kind of flipped it in the, the sentence. And I was just like, come off the bench. What do you mean, come right. off the bench? It's like, you know what I'm like, Right, that's not. Nah, but like, we, so he started playing them games. And uh, so, yeah, when I left for the summer, um, my boy that I went to high school with, uh, he ended up leaving his D1 and went to a JUCO. Right. And we was just hooping. He was like, yo, just come down to the open run with me. Like, we ain't got to talk about nothing. Just come, see, right. what, it, see what it's hitting for. Uh, went down there, like, my Juco's full of dogs. Like, yeah. won't lie to you. Like, we had everything you needed. So, I mean, after that, I came down there, um, and I visited one other Juco, okay. and that was a mistake because it was in Northern <laughs> California. I went down there, do a little open gym. He was actually boys with my coach that I didn't know. So he called my coach like, yo, just trying to get some info on your right. player. Like, Uh-oh. you know, what kind of, you know, player is he? And my coach called me like, what are you going to a Juco for? I was like, yeah, coach. Um, my dad <laughs> had wanted door, me to. <laughs> <laughs> the excuse like, man, I so, got to get a body. Let me yeah, see how I can finesse we, this. We had that talk in, um, I mean, my pops was just like, don't even worry about it. Let me take care of it. Just tell them, like, I had you, you know, go to the JUCO, which my pops did find the JUCO. So yeah. it wasn't really, like, lying about yeah. it. But, um, no, nah, I ended up going back to Southern California, playing with my uh, high school teammate. Uh, that was probably one of the best experiences. Like, we went 35-1. and one. Wow. Like, we was not losing. Like, wow. But we had – our starting five was I was the only D2 kickback, right? All like, right. we had dudes coming back. I don't even know how we all ended up at uh, at that school. Right. But um, we was killing. So it was a great experience. Um, going back to the recruiting aspect, essentially I had to get recruited out. Yeah. I made the mistake. I told my coach, I ain't want to go to no school outside of Cali. <laughs> like, I was like, I ain't leaving Cali not doing it like period uh i mean i had like stony brook looking at me okay uh which they ended up actually i think they went to the tournament the year i was in college too and i was like dang i should have been there right um i had like them looking at me loyola marymount chicago okay um 
uh, that they feels like low, you know, D ones or whatever. But I was like, I'm not, I'm not leaving. Like, right. so we don't even need to have that combo. Right. Um, what I didn't know is because I redshirted, hooped, and then this was my third year. I had to have sixty percent of my degree done okay. to go to a Cali school. Uh, and since I was at a JUCO, I couldn't get units towards my major. Oh wow! Okay, so I was behind, behind. just from a education. So yeah, so I mean, like, is, not that, being, is that just a Cali rule, or is that it was a Cali rule? Uh, so okay. when I was looking at Cali schools, it was the problem, and I was like, I was good, but you know, right. I wasn't the big name where they was gonna figure out how to figure some things out. So right. it was what it was. I had uh, the school West Georgia looking at me at the beginning of the year, and uh, my coach was like, "You have two options. You can go to Northern Arizona, okay. uh, which I was like, cool as D one, whatever." He was like, "If you want to go to a D one, I get you a D one. Like, right. Okay. Know the coach; he'll make it. Like, we'll get you there. Right. Like, get whatever." He was like, "Or you got the school West Georgia." He was like, "My recommendation is go where you're wanted." Like. I can get you, a, you know, a D1, but it'll be a favor and you're going to have to work your way yep. up or you can go to this D2, go start, get a full scholarship, get your degree yep. and be good. And uh, so that's how I ended up going to a random school, West Georgia. Yep. I should have known. <laughs> my coach called him and was like, yo, I got Jeremy Smith. Like, you know, we're interested. He was like, he was like, you still got that scholarship? He was like, yeah. Tell him we good. He can sign tomorrow. I was like, you too hyped. Like, right. You're too excited. Yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes some coaches, so, you know, that, that pushes you away of just like, dude. Like, like, it's, what y'all looking like exactly, right now? Exactly. Like, y'all must um, be trash. Like, <laughs> when I did the research, it was a, it was a good D2. Yep. Uh, what I didn't know, they switched. Like, so the coach I talked to ended up taking over the head coaching job. Like, and, when they was winning, it was the coach beforehand. Okay. So he was the assistant coach. Got you. And it was a different coach that they was uh, winning all the games with. It was a good experience. You know, I can't hold it. Like, yep. it was it was a good experience from culture side. Yep. Like, I grew up in Cali. Now I'm in, you know, the country of Georgia. Yeah. Um, and it was different. Yeah, it was, it's definitely different. You could tell it was still behind. Like, it was, <clears throat> it was still, you know, racial tension and all that kind of okay. stuff. So, yeah. uh, but it was just a good experience. And uh, at the end of the day, I got a scholarship and got to hoop. And I got to play. So Exactly. I mean. And that's, and that's what you wanted to do. I'm not mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. that's what I love is, like, you. we all have a different journey in this game. And, uh, you know, for you, you got to see – you know, three different dynamics. One being a JUCO, yeah. seeing a Division Two, having opportunities at the elite level, but then, you know, out of high school, but then, you know, that continued on and you find yourself out in West Georgia to to make that, that work. And, you know, I think there's something to be said about that. It's just the resilience here. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't yeah. give up yeah. even with setbacks, illnesses, grades, whatever it is, you know, not grades, but just credits <laughs> and, and the dynamic of, of California that's different from a lot of other places. But, you know, that, that, that just really shows that resiliency. And so for you, was that 
was that it for you? Did you have aspirations to play after, or what did that look like for you? Um, I definitely wanted to play after. Like any hooper, you think you're going to the league no right. matter what. Like, you just need your break. Like, <laughs> I just need to get with the right players. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, you know, right coach, right situation. I'm going to get uh-huh. to the league. Um, so I was I was trying to. I was, I was trying to go overseas. Okay. Um, I was doing a couple of different workouts with, like, uh, Asians and different things. And, um... Like I, in my head, I thought I was, you know, going overseas going, and yeah. all of that. Um, when I graduated, my brother was like, "Yo, you don't know what you're doing with your life." I already went through this journey because he thought he was going to go to the league too, right. and uh, he was like, "Yo, come move with me in New York." Okay. And I was like, "Cool, you know, New York basketball still where it's at. Like, I can, you know, get into some of those leagues or do whatever." And uh, so I moved out there. And um, the worst part of it was, I mean, and I'm from Cali, so seeing movies of New York, you thinking Manhattan and <laughs> you got trees and yeah. movies. You got everything right. in movies. And he was, I was like, where you live? He was like, you know, it's technically Manhattan. I was like, all right, like, bet. You pull up. I was like, man, you in Harlem, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't ever lie to me like that. Like, you said we uptown, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we uptown. I was like, but it was. Uh, I mean, it was a good experience. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely the grind in New York. Yeah. Uh, I got to play in all the summer leagues. Nice. I was in. A, I was playing in Pro City. Okay. Playing at the Rucker West Fourth. Only place I didn't get to play is Dykeman, which uh, I regret. I wish I would have got to play okay. at Dykeman. Nice. Um. But yeah, I was playing in all those leagues, nice. and uh, during that, I ended up flying back to Cali to go to a, a, a well, it was called the D League, but the G League yep. uh, tryout. Okay. Um, and I think it was that point that kind of opened my eyes to the situation of I ain't going to the league, uh-huh. and I don't know what overseas was going to be hitting for. So I'm at the tryout, doing my thing, playing. Um, it was actually probably one of my best performances. Like, I was playing point guard, so you know, six oh, four, six five point yeah. guard, we, we good. And I'm rocking. And and that and wasn't I'm like, that wasn't the norm even back then. Like, still being like nah. six, like most guards at that time were just six one five ten six one six two at best yeah, at the time yeah, six like, three. And now is the evolution of so six five was, and up guards. <laughs> I felt like I was good. I was like, oh, yeah, we we good money. But, like, sitting back looking at it, and I really realized it at the time, I was like, as people started getting cut, I was just like, well, you dwindling down to, I'm like, there's, you know, 10 point guards left. Yep. They all do the same thing. 10 shooting guards, 10 small forwards, 10 bigs. Like, everyone had the same skill set. Yep. And, uh, like, they made the next cuts. And uh, the coach ain't called my name. And I was mm. like, bro, we just had a talk. You said I'm good. Right. He was like, oh, shoot. Like, looked at the paper and he was like, hold on, be right back. And he came back. He kept me and cut somebody else. And I was like, that's when I started seeing the politics of the yeah. game. I was like, I had nothing to do with how I was performing. Like, you knew I was, you yeah. know what I mean, good. And then, uh, so I got down. I think it was like 40 of us left. So, you know, four teams, whatever. Yep. We were supposed to come back the next day for like top twenty, and uh, coach was like, "Like, don't even worry about it. Like, you good money, like you be back, and uh, they ain't coming back." Really? <laughs> and I was just like, politics, I was yeah. talking to some people, and they was just like, 
you know, you ain't got the right agent, you know, uh-huh. like they got favors and this and that. And I was yeah. like, I mean, it is what it is, but I think what opened my eyes to, I knew everybody in Cali, like all the people, like the last 20 hours I've been playing with y'all for forever. Years, like yeah. what opened my eyes was the fact that I was playing in New York at the same time. Yep. And I was like, sheesh, like there's another 200 Hoopers in New York another. that can go. Yep. Like go. Yep. There's another 200 in Chicago <laughs> yep. that can go. Yep. You know what I mean? Like Atlanta got the Hoopers because I just moved you, from Atlanta. Yep, you just came from out there. So I started thinking about it. I'm like, I can hoop. But like, now we're talking about like, there's people, it opened my eyes to like, I never really thought about it that way. Like I'm com- at this point, I'm competing with all these yeah. people for jobs. You, you Growing skilled. up was like, I'm in yeah, Cali, like, so I, I got the state. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, growing up, you know, travel all that, you play against people in different states, but it was like, you playing against Chicago, you, you playing for bragging rights. Yeah. Like, you're not really, yeah, I understood it was a business from some aspect, but it wasn't like, if we lose, I don't have a job. Right. Like, at this, this part, after college, it was like, if I don't cook you, I don't eat or like, well, you got another player in, in wherever cooking right now. So right. I'm like, you trying, you're not even dealing with the person in front of you. Right. You really competing. Compete like there's only so many jobs in the league. Yep. There's only so many jobs in the real overseas. Yep. Cause yeah, everybody go overseas, but there's, there's some smaller leagues and a, a yep. different. Uh-huh. Yeah, so in the top leagues, there's only so many spots. So you can only have so many Americans. Yep. Like, Yep. So when you start really thinking about it and breaking it down, that's when I knew it was, uh, that's when I knew it was tough. Yeah. And, uh, my brother helped me with that and like kind of breaking that piece down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it was, it was a tough part. Yeah. It was, it was tough to accept. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's one. I mean, your brother being an advocate and being able to pull you out there to New York and kind of show you a little bit of that and open your eyes. And that's that's what it's about. I think that that's when you're thinking about the game of what it does for you. It really does open your eyes to new avenues and opportunities yeah. and relationships and things of that nature that, you know, you, to this day, like, basketball, I had the most relationships in because of the game that we played. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we had that yeah. connection. But I know – just like you said, I know I can call anybody up that I know in New York and say, hey, let's go over here to this league and understand the culture and understand the game that they play in and what it means to playing it, you know, Dykeman and EBC at the time and Rutgers and, you know, all of that, you know, that we grew up with playing. So that's awesome that yeah. you were able to just yeah. kind of use basketball as that tool to help navigate and see other places, even post post-college and you know the other side is that you just had family right there with you to kind of help you along the journey who honestly just was that um for you and so I guess my question now is did you have other mentors obviously it sounds like your brother was kind of like that piece necessarily just kind of help you not but did you have other mentors a, a part of the process and the journey uh not really okay um not really I mean me and my brother growing up, uh, like when we were in high school, we didn't rock with each other. Like we was not, we was not cool. Um, I mean, we were just both like young, hot headed, whatever. Right. But uh, we got good, like um, probably when I went to college. Okay. So 
We started being cool, being cool. Yeah. yeah, a little separation was good for it. Um, and then, so probably my junior year is when we really started like talking a lot more. Gotcha. Um, and that's when he was like, come out and kind of help me from there. Yep. Um, but other than that, nah, it was, I mean, like, you know, my pops definitely played a role. You know, he was always there, but, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say I had more mentors. It was just really just hooping. Like I was always hooping. (laughs) So it wasn't even a matter of like being able to find mentors like that because that's all I did. That was it. So aside from, um, you know, basketball being that main focal point, how did you start to develop, um, you know, your goals beyond the game, right? Basketball was basketball, but then you started to think about. Yeah. Like, uh, um, so when I moved to New York, I ended up getting a job at Nike town, uh, shout out to everybody that helped me get at Nike (laughs) town. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I ended up getting a job at Nike town. So I was hooping, like I was literally waking up, running three miles, um, getting dressed, taking a train down Nike town, coming back, work out again, go hoop at night and leave, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but obviously, uh, my brother had been working for Nike at the time. So I got, I was, I just had the benefit of being exposed to more of the brand gotcha. than most people. Okay. And knew that there was more than just Nike town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was, that part of the journey was interesting. Cause like my brother was definitely like the mentor, but he was like, I ain't, I ain't handing you nothing. Right. Like, you gotta go get it yourself. Yeah, like my first agency <laughs> job, like he gave like everyone a great recommendation. He was like, "Oh, I have another person if you need someone extra." That person extra was me. Like <laughs> you were the extra one, but it wasn't like yeah. He was like, "If you need somebody," so like even uh, my first agency job, it happened that they needed two people, and uh, they had them. It was picking them. One of them, it was like one of those mobile tours, so you had okay. to drive everywhere. Yeah. One dude was from New York, so a true New Yorker, he ain't had no license. <laughs> so they was like, well, I guess Next we up. need an extra dude. <laughs> <Next> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, that's essentially that's how I ended up, like, getting on uh, and getting out of Nike Town. Okay. Like, the dude didn't have a license, um, and it opened the door. And that's from there, up. I was able to kind of really get a little more experience, but that opened me up into doing a little more outside of basketball. Got you. Got you. Okay. I love, we're going to get into that in a little bit. First, let's take a little quick 30 second time out. This is what I like to call just for yeah. us to just kind of get to quick hit questions, man. It's up to you to just answer yeah. and just kind of get to know who you are. So we'll hit the first one. What's the favorite food? Ooh, tacos. Tacos. There you go. Cali tacos are different from, for Chicago sure. and New York, sure. so I, I won't say which one I like. Cali the best, tacos. But. Let me say that. Let me say that. Cali tacos. Sure. I'll be out here in other places. Like they make the same. They ain't the same. Yeah, I got you. All right, Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Okay. Uh, gummy bears or gummy worms? Gummy bears. All right. What's the favorite book you read or have read? Ooh. Uh, shoot. I'm gonna mess up the title. I think the soup that stole the soup. Uh, I'm well, I'm drawing uh, a blank when I know the name. We're gonna come back that's to the that. That's what I'm reading right now. I can't. I can't. I don't even know why I can't think of the name right now. But 
Yeah, dude uh, that, you know, first black dude that went into the FBI, all that kind of stuff. Yep. So reading that right now. Okay, that's awesome. Um, what's the al- one album that you can listen to? One album or artist that you can listen to forever? J. Cole and Wale. That's all you're going to hear from me. <laughs> J. Cole and Wale. All right. They was, weren't they on the same freshman? Uh, they came out the same time. I believe they, they was in the same have... freshman class. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, you don't hear either one of the two artists. I got you. I got you. What is your uh, dream vacation or dream home location? Ooh. Dream home is L.A. with the views. Uh, Dream vacation, I want to go to Fiji or the Maldives. Okay. Got you. That's definitely on the list. East Coast or West Coast? Seeing you spend some time on East. Yeah, you know what it is. West. All right. There's a fun one. Is she fine too or is she five too? She fine too. I can't mess with five too. If she fine too, I ain't looking. Right. right? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right. Who was the toughest person you ever had to play against? Jeez. Um. He gets slept on. Um. Darren Collison, you couldn't block Ooh. him. UCLA. Like, Bucket. Yeah. Couldn't block the dude. Wow. Uh, yeah, I give that or OJ Mayo at the time. Okay. When OJ was cold. Yep. Yeah, man. Both of them. Man, both of them had G for sure. All right, last one. What was the favorite shooter you played in? Mm. Mm. Probably not going to be anyone's favorite shooter, but the KD1. Ooh. You went with yeah. the KD you were like I don't think I've ever heard anyone say other than KD. Nobody would say it. <laughs> it was like, yeah, KD uh, ones are the one. Well, ain't nobody have them. Okay. And I feel I got a white and blue color. Like I found out it was a general release, but yep. I feel like I ain't never seen nobody with them. Nobody had them on. And when I was playing them, everyone used to be like, yo, what are those? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Before what are those were? <laughs> yeah. When it was a good thing. <laughs> it was when a good thing, good right. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. All right. Let's definitely dive into the second half. Like, this is the most important yep. part of the conversation, right? And so, as you said, you know, you kind of uh, accidentally stepped into, you know, the space, into marketing um yeah. into brand. So let let's get into a little bit of that. Like what 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 as you said, it started then it, where did that take you to? Obviously with the agency work. Yeah, I was doing agency work. Um so I left my Nike Town job uh during that time. So mobile tours, I'm on the road for I did back to back mobile tours. So I was on the road for about nine months. Okay. Uh straight. And uh during that time my brother had moved out of New York. So he ended up getting a job in Portland. Um so with that, uh, he went out there, and uh, when the mobile tour finished, I ended up moving back to Cali. Uh, so I moved back to Cali. I was living with my parents. Um, mobile tour paid very well, so I felt like the richest bum because uh, I was just at my parents' crib, yeah. like, you know, applying for jobs. And during that time, I was still actually trying to hoop. So I was still, like, even though I was realizing what was going on, right. you know, like confidence. Yep. Like, nah, I know you, you weren't ready to let it go. Um, like <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. So I was out there working with my trainer. Um, and then I ended up getting a job at the uh, LA Clippers themselves. Okay. 
and uh, hated that job. But uh, it was just beneficial for under one understanding like sales side of business, mm-hmm. understanding what you don't want to do. Um, it was like inside sales. I mean, I'm making calls, trying to sell season tickets, all that kind of stuff. Right. To, um, with, for the and Clippers. still working out. Still, yeah. Like it was doing live city, so it was cool. Okay. But it was. Oh, so you was, still had Q Rich and D Miles. <laughs> <laughs> the knuckleheads. Yeah, it was a decent team and uh so I mean I was still trying to hoop and all that. I simultaneously with my brother being in Portland, I was trying to get a Nike job. Okay. So like during this time, it was probably like a year and a half, two year span. I'm flying up to uh to Portland. Yep. Like I'm emailing everybody like, yo, you know, I would love to meet with you, love to hop on the phone, nice. love to talk, like yep. trying to just network, network, network. Yep. And I mean, you know, the journey, people don't respond. You ain't got the next email, right. they ain't responding to you. So right. I used to fly up there and pop up on people, yep. like pop I'm in their office and be like, hey, how's it going? Like, uh-huh. sent you an email. Yep. And they just look at me funny, but no one wanted to be disrespectful. So they right. like have a quick combo. Yeah. So I was doing that back and forth um, during that time. I, uh, with my trainer, he was like, yo, cause the deal I made with my trainer, he was like, I know I can get you a job in three months. So I'm a, you can do all this for free. Like I'm going to train you every day for free. Don't worry about nothing. Like when I get you a job, then we're going to talk about right. like the conversation or whatever. Just yeah. hit me back for, you know what I mean? Yeah. For all the stuff. And I'm like, cool. So he was just like, yo, like, I understand you trying to get this Nike thing done. Uh-huh but we trying to get something done over here. So mm. you got to figure it out. Like you can't miss no workout. Right. Like, like you go one way or the other. And right. that was like the first time where I had a decision. Right. And, uh, my thing was like, at this point I ain't coming out of college. Like it's year and a half, two years out of college. So like, I know I can get a job, but it ain't going to be paying what I wanted to pay. Right. It was going to be the lower leagues. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, do I, put all my eggs in a Nike bucket and try to start my career career yep. or not give up on hoop. But mm-hmm. I got a long road. Like right. that league is getting further and further. And in reality, it was so much further than I thought it was. But now it's like catching up to what reality right, is in exactly, my head. Yep. And um, so I just made the decision. I was like, I appreciate everything you've done. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna have to go with trying to you know get this job. Yeah. He was like, you know, no love lost. Like I'm still like we good to the, like good good to the yeah. day. I'm like no love lost. Yep. Um, but I had to go for it. So yeah. I mean, it was it was about a, a year and a half, two year journey. Okay, just like flying back and forth, back and forth, uh, shadowing people in mm. the L.A. office, mm. like doing everything. Like it, it was like, yo, we got an opportunity right now. I'm driving an hour to get to them. Yeah. So, do a, you know, Eakin presentation, like yeah. just to, you know, hold their bag and hand them shoes yep. while they talking to people, like yeah. whatever it is, right. whatever y'all need. Like, I'm just you trying to get a job. It. Absolutely. So. No, that's down awesome. Down for it and trying to get it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it worked out after a while. Uh, I ended up getting the job on Nike's campus uh, in customer service, actually. Oh, wow. Crazy. So you were still kind of in that uh, sales kind of yeah, like conversational was, relationship building type of role still. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was first job, <clears> but <throat> I mean, it got my foot in the door and yep. from there it was, it was up to how much I wanted it. Yep. That's how I kind of looked at it from there. Once you finally 
got your foot in the door. Then was that a time where you started to like goal set and start to figure out where you wanted to drive your narrative towards or where you wanted to um, get to, or were you still kind of a little bit floating? like, uh, so they created a new team, which was like social media for consumer services. Okay. So we was like doing, it was like a call center, but, uh, in social media. So Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all that. Um, the dude that I was on a mobile tour with one of my mobile tours is actually the guy who hooked me up with the job and let me know, Shout out to Nick Johnson. Oh, there you he go. the one that got me. <laughs> <laughs> he the one that got me in the door. Yep. Um, but uh, so we were on the social side of things, and that allowed me to work with the brand team, like the digital brand team. Uh-huh. And uh, so I kind of fell into social media and, and digital marketing just by that. Like, uh-huh. I had no intention, like. Like most people, I'm trying to be on a brand team so I can right. be at the event. And, <laughs> you know, we got the budget and the spin cap, like all that, like all the hype stuff that uh-huh. you see from. Of course. If you think Nike is, Every right? Brand. And uh, I kind of fell just into the digital aspect of it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily goal setting. I was like, I just don't want to be in consumer service no more. So what I got to do? Like, right. So it was still that networking that grind of gotcha. shadowing, doing that, whatever somebody asked of me yep. and uh, trying to get over to the, to the other side of the brand side. For sure. Now, do you think that, um, you know, the learnings that you have from playing basketball played a part into, you know, the discipline and the, you know, the go get mentality that you had, or was that just kind of start all yeah. starting to develop after? I mean, like, I feel like as I got older and, you know, could understand, comprehend and, and get things a little more, it was kind of like all that I went through for basketball. I was like, this ain't hard. Like, you know, <laughs> like my coach making us do 20 suicides in 20 minutes. Right. Hard. That's hard. <laughs> I've been hit that, you know, trying to hit that mile time when it's 95 degrees right. outside. And like, and we got through all that. So, I mean, this ain't, you know, this is breeze. Yeah. Yep. Like it wasn't a breeze. It was hard work, but like, it's just more hard work uh-huh. at the end of the day. Yep. So I think that was the big part. I think the biggest thing was just the insights of actually hooping and understanding the game helped me in my job right. because it gave me a bit of a competitive advantage. Yeah. Um, but it also similar to basketball, right? Like you may have a jumper, but you don't have handles. You may have handles against the rack, but you don't have a jumper. You got to develop that other side mm-hmm. of the game. It was yep. the same thing from the corporate side. Like, yep. I understood the consumer. I could develop the strategy side of the game and mm. truly under that understand that so I can be successful in my career. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's spot on right there. And I think that we all have that, you know – mentality that comes in from playing the game no matter what sport but like you said we just got to get reps up you know you got to learn something new you got to flex a different muscle that you never had before and that's uh that's what i love to to kind of connect the dots as it relates to sports and how it we can apply it to our our corporate careers and find a success there no i love that and so obviously you grew developed a nike uh you know, how important was it for you to continue to build those relationships and strengthen that piece? I mean, <laughs> going back to when I went to the uh, D-League tryout, relationships is everything. Like, yeah. you don't have the right agent or you don't have, have the right network. It's same thing in corporate, right? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> being able to get your job done efficiently comes down to relationships you have internally, relationships you have externally. Mm. Like, it comes 
like you need that network, yeah. right? And you're going to have to continue to develop relationships. And I think uh, <laughs> I just thought of a, a story right now, but um, I think like at the end of the day, those people you interact with is always going to come back on the other side. Right. Like if you burn somebody, they going to get their chance to burn you. Right. Like, that's why I was just laughing. Someone just got burnt in my current company. Oh, wow. But, uh, wow. but it was, it was the same thing. They wasn't building the relationships and they was, you know, burning other people mm-hmm. and the opportunity finally came for them to get burnt and people took that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, but if you build in those relationships and, you know, in the right way right. and that opportunity come around, people are going to be like, nah, I'm not going, right. I'm not going to throw them under the bus. Right. I'm actually save them, right. let them know. And this, that, and the other. So those exactly. relationships, um, more important than anything yeah. as you continue to grow in your career. No, that's spot on. Ed. I mean, having these relationships, that's that's probably the biggest part there. And having people who can advocate for you and who are sure. authentically sure. with you. My listen, let's ride. Let's make this thing work and and figure it out from there. So then, uh, what was the ne- what was next for you? Obviously, you spent the time, you know, with the Clippers. There were some learnings there. You spent some time, you know, doing agency work. But obviously, the ultimate goal for you was being at Nike. Then, then you you at Nike, you got your foot in. Did you yeah. hit the goal that you wanted to get to, or did you know how did uh, I did? I, I hit it faster than I thought I did. <laughs> uh, thought I would. Um, and I mean, I think the best decision I made was to stay in the digital space, like. Yep. When I first got into it, I don't think many people understood it. So yep. you were able to be an expert in something, even mm-hmm. if you weren't. People just was like, oh, you got the title, you're the expert. What should we do? Right. And half the time I was like, sheesh, I don't really <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs> um, but we going to figure it out. I'm going to say it like I know, but right. I don't know. Um, but no, I was able to grow with the company. It's, you know, uh, I was there a little over nine years. Um, and then I recently just left. So, I mean, I thought I was a Nike lifer. Uh-huh. Um but I mean, there's was, there was more opportunities out there and uh, I ended up taking an opportunity at um, 2K. So nice. NBA 2K, yeah. they have a number of uh, titles under their belt. But um, so I just got over there and uh, now I started I started uh, just doing NBA 2K. Now I'm over all the sports games. Nice. OK. Um, doing, you know, digital, social, social media marketing. So nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the journey that, that came from. You know, struggling to get that D one offer to where you are yeah. now. It's like I mean, <laughs> you get to create I mean, I the never, show, run the show. I never, I really never thought I'd be where I was from a career standpoint. Yeah. Like, um, especially like going to the colleges I went to. Like, you don't really like you think of you know Harvard, yeah. you know the Ivy League, Stanford, USC. Like going there and then getting these jobs that you know I've been able to be blessed with. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a blessing just to be where I'm at yeah. and, uh, having the experiences that I've had and, you know, being that kid hooping growing up, I got to work on Nike basketball with, you know, all the elite athletes and yeah. now I'm able to do the same thing, uh, at NBA, you know, 2K. Yeah. I think the to your point of being able to be exposed to so much, like I get to work on a golfing game a wrestling game. Wow. Um, and then like new titles that are coming on. So exposing me to so much more that I probably wouldn't have even, you know, tapped into. Yep. 
No, I love that. Like being having that opportunity. So I guess now in this new role over at 2K, what's the what's your favorite part? Like, or before I even get to your favorite part, like what's what's the day to day for you look like? You know, if someone is listening to this podcast and they're like, you know, how do I get to two? Like, what what's the day to day for you look like then? Yeah, that's one of the worst questions. I feel like the answer is not what people. Not what people think. Like, I'm, you know, in meetings all day. I got emails to respond to all day. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a lot of busy work from that standpoint. Yeah. But um, I would also say, like, I'm able to create the vision for, you know, the, the digital marketing for all these games, right? Like, <clears throat> coming in meetings and thinking through, like, what are we doing for 2K23, 24, 25? Mm, what are we doing? Not, yeah. Same thing from a... Uh, PGA standpoint, yep. um, how are we going to launch, you know, the new WWE game and, and uh, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So day to day is, um, I'm at the point now, which is nice, there's pros and cons to all of it, but I yes. don't have to do a lot of the tedious work and the tactical stuff. And I get to think about the vision and the future yep. of what these games are actually going to do and yeah. be um, from a marketing side. Yeah. So I think that's the dope part. Yep. Um, and it's kind of hard. You, uh, when I took this role, it was a bit of a transition from being a, a player to a coach. So I got three, four teams under me. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So I'm able to, like, build teams, and I'm more of a manager than I am of, you know, like more of that coach yep. than you are a player. You're not the one right? that's running the offense. Yeah. You're the one that's directing yeah. and drawing it up for everybody. Yeah. And, and just my personality, it sucks sometimes because, like, I don't like taking credit for something I ain't do. Right. And I don't always feel like I did it. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's like, that's my team. Right. We made it work. It matters up to I you. I get the credit. Yeah. But, so, know, like, yeah. always trying to make sure you find a way to, you know, give the team credit and make sure they feel valued. So, there you go. A little bit of that uh, as well. Do you think that those things there, what you said, are giving, giving the team credit – are those some of the intangibles that you learn from, say, your your, your yeah, high school I, coach, you know, on development and college coach? Yeah, I, I definitely say it's, it's definitely part of that. Like, um, any team I have, like, I try to – the best experience I had from basketball was at my JUCO. It was really like a family element. Like, yep. all them dudes, like, I, you know, I want to say I talk to all of them, but it's all family. Like, if I hit any of them, it's nothing like we right. right back where we was at. Right. Yep. So a little bit, I try to take a little bit of that on the teams that I have right now. Like if you ever worked for me, I got you. Like if you work for me, you work hard, say less. Yep. Like I got people that went out Nike days that reported to me, like they hit me right now, whatever you need yep. and keeping that, you know, family element and trying to um, continue that. So it's definitely a lot of what I learned from, yeah. um, basketball day no that's spot on man i think there's a lot from just leadership that you've learned from the game to where you are now that you're able to apply that to and which is incredibly important you know what i mean i think that 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 carries your team and the work that they've in making them valuable with you know what your what your objectives are and so that's important um for sure and as you said you kind of develop that family lifelong uh relationship with people and can always just kind of you know rock with so no i love hearing that um, uh, you know, for those that are are listening to, you know, what advice would you give them as they're, you know, looking back? What advice would you give them as to how do you pl- apply your learnings, your teachings, 
to people who may be up and coming and wanting to transition maybe out of sport or, you know, who may just be interested in the digital space? Yeah. Um, that's another one of those hard questions. Cause <laughs> I, I try to come like with so the tough ones, it. man. That's when no, we get to this know, space, this is where we at, it's, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so much it's case by case. And yeah. you know, there's, uh, every road don't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I always say, find what you're passionate about and go hard at it. Like, you're going to get those W's when you're passionate about something and want to make it work more than that next person, right? Um, That network is always going to be important. If you ain't got it, knock on the door. You know what I mean? Like, uh, a million doors, like, a million people ain't going to answer it, but one person is going to open that door for you. And that may be the person that gives you that next opportunity. Like. Like I told you, I used to fly up to people's offices and just be like, yo, right. like, and I'm wait here. there. I wait around the corner until <laughs> they walk in. They ain't never seen me. I just waiting for them to get back. And then I just walk, hey, how you doing? Yep. Like, oh, funny to see you here. Like, you had, you had like, your elevator pitch ready. Like, You know what I mean? Like, ready for time. it, right? Like, definitely got shut down from a number of people. But yeah. um, you just got to keep going um, and keep that grind. Like, I love it. A smart grind. Yep. Work smarter, not harder. For sure. For sure. I guess here's a here's a, a kind of one of those out there questions. Obviously, you being in a digital space, we're seeing so many different things. We're talking metaverse. We're talking NFTs, crypto yeah. in the space that yeah. you're in. Obviously, 2K, like you guys are very much into that because you have, you know, the coins, you know, you can go in, buy your shoes, your sneakers, your jersey, your clothes, and you kind of create your yep. own avatar, essentially. In the space where I guess you're thinking, if you can, I don't want you to give too much away, you know, uh, but where do you kind of see it starting to head towards, um, you know, as it relates to the investment that you see in the digital space? Um, I'll say from a company side, like we're definitely looking at ways to evolve and continue to just be at the forefront of everything. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, leaving that at that. Yep. But I would say um, the one thing I've always said and just like my own like theory strategy around digital marketing is social media is just like real life. Like before we had social media, it was word of mouth marketing, uh, that network, that community, like when you go into Chicago or whatever it is, you got to know the right people. Those are the influencers who are on yep. social media, yep. right? You got to get the right people to hit the rest of the community, right? Yep. Now you on social media, it's the same thing. Like word of mouth marketing is pretty much somebody sending a comment or sharing a post and like, yo, look at this. This is fire. Like, yep. or, yo, I just played in these, like check these out and sending it over, right? Like social media will forever be just like real life. Mm. Like, so you got to treat it a little bit the same way, yep. right? Like, Nobody likes to be sold to when you go in the car lot and you get the salesy, salesy dude, like, hey, I really want to play. He's like, yo, back out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I already did my research. I want to talk to the dude that just, I don't want no pressure. Just let me have a conversation, right? right? That's the same thing we try to do, like, with our channels is, like, just having that conversation because nobody wants to see NBA 2K is 30% off right now. Like, right, but you can, can position it in ways where it's like, uh, like, like throw the meme where it's like, shoot, when you just found out the game was on sale tomorrow and you just bought it, right? Like, yep. then it's like, you just informed everybody that the game's on sale tomorrow and hopefully you wasn't that dude that just bought yeah, it today, yeah. right? Yep. So, 
there's unique ways to, you know, it's all in the messaging, it's all in the communication, but like, yeah, the metaverse is going to, you know, who knows exactly where that's going to go. Right. NFTs are going crazy, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, you just got to stay up and understand, just like, like I said, when social media wasn't there, so much stuff was happening in, you know, the world, the community, yep. the people that were, you know, informed, everybody came to. So yep. um, that's why I try to do stay informed uh, on everything that's, you know, uh, of the future. And uh, sometimes you shoot your shot and you write about where it's going to go. Sometimes yep. you're wrong. But, yep. um, you know, read up, stay educated informed all that i love it i love it man i definitely feel like this is not going to be the last conversation that we have i think that there's so many more learnings and keys that i definitely want to tap into so hopefully we'll be even be able to do this again in person next time you know we'll definitely get an audience for us for sure uh because uh you really have provided such good insight into understanding you know, the journey that you've had, the learnings, but then also this new space in digital, which we know that is so important right now in the space win. So, Jay, I really appreciate you being on this episode of the second half. Where can, you know, as people, as you did, where can they come and knock on your door or hit you up on LinkedIn and Instagram? Like, where can they yeah, kind of connect yeah. back with you? Uh, hit me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm like, I don't post a lot. It's my job, so I always say, <laughs> I like, I post enough of my job, so yep. I don't really post in my real life. I probably need to fix that and, you know, elevate my own brand. Same, same. Um, but the easiest place you're going to find me, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, if I figure out, you you know, you did it from the podcast and mention your name, i always be fine. Um, there we go, okay. But if you're a random one, sometimes it's like, it got, it got so many people in there, I don't, I hope you're not trying to sell me something. Uh -huh, That's exactly. where it goes back to real life. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no. Nah, but so Jabari's name means you always good. So perfect, uh, man. Yeah. Perfect, man. Now, I appreciate you. Again, those tuning in, make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button on this episode. We will be back with more content. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Second Half Podcast. Appreciate you. Thank you. We'll be back with more episodes. Peace.